0: What's going on, everybody? It is Travis here with the NPCs, and it is time for another weekly news roundup. It is October 14th, 2022, and tonight we will be talking about Ubisoft's Project U getting leaked in a developer video. Can't find the video anymore, but we do have some details on exactly what was shared in that video itself. We've also got news about Meta and the Quest Pro finally being announced after all the different leaks and details being shared out about it. We got more on that in tonight's news, and of course, we've also got Phil Spencer, CEO of Xbox, who uh, happened to, oh, I don't know, maybe leak Project Keystone in one form or another. We'll talk about that, too. That and all the others on tonight's Weekly News Roundup. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another NTC's Weekly News Roundup for the week of November 20th, 2020. It is Friday. It is, uh, where's my date? It's September 18th. 2020 here to our first story and this is actually breaking news for all of us right now here too figure this is a kind of a big one to cover of course with who it is joined via discord by kyle because we're in the midst of a pandemic still and of course everything is all kinds of crazy so this thing is a chocker i mean yeah it's a beast it's huge doing a um uh, that we had the Resident Evil stuff, that they were successful with Castlevania. Welcome to another NPC's Weekly News Roundup. And it's the news time. I am joined, of course, by Kyle via Discord. Kyle, hello.
1: What's up? Man.
0: And that's right. We're live. We're up and running. We're back. Welcome again, everybody. Weekly News Roundup for October 14th, 2022. I'm Travis. If you don't know who I am, then I guess I'm making a mistake somewhere in some (laughs) form or another. And if you don't know who that guy is, that's Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hello. Kyle. What's up? Dude, we've been off for a week or so, I guess. You know, we're kind of hitting these weird lulls sometimes with doing these things or having other stuff that just pops up. So, hey, there's been a lot that's going on, but we're focusing at least on this week's news, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about, especially. Uh, But let's hop right into it because... Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but do we really need another shooter? I guess Ubisoft uh. thinks we do. Um, of course, they had already announced that this game was coming out. Project U is what they called it, uh, but we didn't have any other details. Was hide some uh, some uh, uh, concept art and that that they had put out about it, but there was no details other than just a show as a shooter. Well, a video leaked out earlier this week, uh, talking about. Um, or at least showing off Project U in some capacity. It wasn't a lot of content that they actually showed off from the game itself. Uh, it was mostly developers talking and then little snippets of the video actually coming out. So referencing this article here from Video Games Chronicle, uh, what we actually got to see mostly was just the developers talking about their experiences with building it so far and what they're trying to incorporate. But a lot of like the things that actually did take place with uh, seeing things in the game... Dealt more specifically with, like, some of the environments that you're interacting in and some of the, uh um a little bit of combat. Like, I think the total time of the video was, like, maybe two minutes, and the amount of game content you actually saw in there was probably less than 20 seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah. But with what Ubisoft's been trying to do, I mean, th- I guess this is, what this is supposed to be like is this is supposed to be some sort of, like, uh, session-based co-op shooter is what this is supposed to be. So I I don't know what they necessarily mean by um, session-based. I don't know if that's where you just hop in and just play a co-op shooter with your buddy or whoever. So it's like a deathmatch game, right? I guess so. <laughs> like every other multiplayer shooter out there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a new concept is what they're calling it, though. But, you know, for the little bit I saw, I mean... You know, maybe it's a good thing for Ubisoft to kind of be going back to the drawing board to look at new things that they can create. Because, I mean, what do they got on their plate right now, other than Rainbow Six Siege getting updates? Still, uh, I don't even know where Rainbow Six Extraction sits. Uh, to be perfectly honest, everything they've been doing shooter wise has truly been the Tom Clancy saga, and then everything that they're working on in the Assassin's Creed universe. You know, it's I know yeah, they got other things, yeah. but like if you really look at like the shooter side of it, I mean. Ubisoft does kind of need a refresh, don't they?
1: Uh, I I think so. I think so. Um, of course, don't. I was gonna say, yeah they they do the Far Cry series, but once again, that that's a series that I feel like is getting very stale. Um, I mean it it's gone kind of like a in a weird path from the the original story uh not necessarily that that that's a bad thing uh but i don't know it, it's gotten to be very samey too it just bigger open world same quests they've even started including some of the same characters in, in the game so
0: yeah and then of course all of their advancements into uh into nfts and Oh, All of that involvement, yeah. too. So, I, you know, that obviously is probably going to take precedent in this game in some capacity. Like, who knows? Maybe yeah. as the co-op part of it, you'll explore and you'll find some area to unlock and you get an NFT in there. And then hooray for whatever that brings you. But, you know, it, and needless to say, it's not just some sort of boilerplate. Hey, we're working on this game. There's at least been some stuff that came out with it. You know, compared to what is the other one they're working? Skull and bone. Is it skull and bone or skull and bones?
1: Uh it yeah, skull and bones. Uh, I it. think it is skull and bones. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh but I let's face it, that one's almost how many years too late? Because that was actually based off the um Assassin's Creed Black Flag gameplay and engine. At least initially. That's where the whole concept came from. So is it going to hit? Is it going to miss the mark? I mean, you know, is it too late for that game? It's hard to say. I We've had, uh, what is it, from Xbox for how many years now?
0: Mm, good question. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank on that title now. But it's it's like Microsoft's one of their big titles.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on it, too. Here. Yeah, sorry, I can't oh. be more help on that one right now. While you're looking that up, though, I'll at least cover a couple other yeah. things. So it looks like the uh, the studio within Ubisoft that's going to be working on this is uh, Ubisoft Annecy, and they are the ones who worked on uh, Steep and Riders Republic, uh, outside of some contribution stuff to Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, and The Division. So it looks like that this is just another one of their core titles that they're going to be working on right now. Um, And it looks like what Project U here, so this is one part of it from the article, uh, it says that Project U stands for Unite. So Project Unite, I guess, if, you know, whatever, that's pretty open enough to actually figure out or to try to guess what it could actually lead to. Uh, I was going to try to bring up the video, but it looks like the Twitter account that actually posted the video has since completely disappeared. Uh, even the link in the article just goes to absolutely nothing now. So, yeah, kind of a shame we in that. Well, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it was a, yeah, a take-down notice or something else. Tracks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That or something else happened. But I tried searching for the video to bring it up. But again, mostly developer talk, a little bit of stuff within the game, just very little. And I'm sure there's mirrors and other copies of it out there. I just could not find it. So if you're curious, the Internet's out there. Go have fun searching for it.
1: And it was Sea of Thieves that I was drawing a blank on.
0: Ah, me. yes, Sea of Thieves, yeah. yes, yes. But, I I mean, it's, it's a slightly different concept, more
1: cartoony. But, I mean, let's face it, Sea of Thieves has been around for for years now, open, you know, for pretty much anyone that has Game Pass to just go and play. And it, it's been successful. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and they've been constantly updating it. So, I mean, it's cool that they want
0: to redo that gameplay, but... I don't know if it's too late. That's the the mark that I was trying to make. Yeah, and it's you know with with everybody trying to revitalize stuff and change stuff in the, uh, um, in the shooter space anyway. Like we see Doctor Disrespect doing what he's doing with Midnight mm-hmm. Society and whatever that whatever Dead Drop's going to be. Um, you know, with Battle Royale kind of hit that mature state, especially, uh, you know, it, it's. They're going to have to experiment and try to find different ways to bring people in because Ubisoft already didn't have the best experience trying to come up with some sort of Battle Royale-style experience, which they had. I can't remember the name of it, but it's gone. So we'll have to just watch and see what they could potentially come out with. Uh, Yeah. But in the meantime, how about we move on to something that we at least have some certainty on, and that is on Starfield. Uh, so Todd Howard on, uh, I believe this was either Wednesday or Thursday. No, it was Tuesday. Excuse me. Uh, held a, uh, or yeah, Todd Howard uh, lead for Bethesda is uh, going to be hosting new video series uh, where he'll take questions. The series is going to be called uh, Constellation Questions. And it's just a whole series. They're going to be answering uh, fan questions about what's going on in uh Starfield, at least getting people ready for when that game drops so a couple things there he talked about is uh first off about how wordy the game is actually going to be uh the game is going to have originally there was a prediction from todd howard that he said there was going to be around 150,000 lines of dialogue they just passed according to him 250,000 good lord yeah 250,000 that's a lines lot of recording time yeah no kidding no kidding so i wonder how many voice actors like had to do multiple characters and such though too you know just to kind of help build that up but i mean that's pretty pretty expansive and pretty ripe for bugs knowing how things like skyrim and fallout go so you know you imagine that many lines of dialogue how many lines of uh or, or how many uh lines of code are gonna have to go into that and all the chaos that's going to bring to the world of starfield right yeah i'm excited to see that ship glitch through a planet and Blow me up into a million pieces or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, carrying on, of course, he went on to talk about uh, the RPG's uh, character trait system as well. And uh, I have some other. I have another article up here from Polygon. We're referencing one from Kotaku here, talking about what some of those example traits are. Uh, so the first one is Dream Home. You want a customizable house on a peaceful planet, but must pay fifty thousand credit mortgage. Uh, fifty yeah, thousand credit mortgage each week. Extrovert: you use less oxygen if you have a companion, but more if you're alone. Uh, Freestar, collective settler gains special dialogue options and better rewards from certain factions, but higher crime bounties with others. Hero worshipped: a rando fan of yours will show up to bother you frequently, but will bring gifts. Introvert: more endurance while alone, less when you have companions. Kid stuff, you can visit your parents at their home, but 10% of your money will automatically go to them. Neon Street Rat, gain access to special dialogue options and better rewards on Neon. Uh, Crime bounties with other factions are increased. Raised Enlightened, uh, gain access to a chest full of items in the House of the Enlightened, but lose access to another chest. Raised Universal, gain access to a chest full of items in the Sanctum Universum, but lose access to another chest. So that even reveals some other things that apparently you have parents in this game. You also uh, there's also a either planet or some sort of city or space station called Neon, which I guess is I all I imagine is Night City floating in space.
1: And, yeah, that's what I'm kind of picturing. <laughs> yeah, it really,
0: like seriously, that's what I'm getting in my head right now. Yeah. Is I'm just imagining that. And then um, talking about House of the Enlightened and then the Sanctum Universum, which makes me think you're going to have two or maybe more like government style factions, like one that maybe is more towards like the, the religious arm of it versus more of the political arm. So I wonder if yeah. that's going to end up playing into it. Like I imagine stuff like fallout, uh, especially like fallout new Vegas, where you had, you still had the brotherhood of steel. You still had, uh, you had uh, uh, Caesar's Legion. You had the uh, NCR. You had otherwise the things could line up. You even had um, uh, Mr. House as well too, but Even so, um, while those traits are available, uh, Todd Howard went on to say that players can remove the traits, though, to get rid of their negative or positive effects by completing a quest or activity. So it means that you're not going to be hard-coded with those traits. But what what do you think about a lot of that stuff, though, Kyle? I mean, you know, we're talking about 250,000 lines of dialogue. We're already talking about some of these example traits here. That you know, it's like offer you those bonuses, but have consequences instead of just straight up bonuses, like we've seen in previous Bethesda games. The ideas of some of these other worlds and organizations and factions we're we'll probably end up running into. I mean, what do you think so far? I mean, you you gonna pick up Starfield? uh Is this one on your list? Where are you at with it?
1: I mean that that one's gonna be on on Game Pass. I'm I'm gonna assume because it's a Bethesda game. So I'll. I'll... I'll play it on Game Pass. Um, I I see no reason not to. Uh, Beyond that, picking it up, if it plays well, I might pick it up for my Steam Deck. Um, But a lot of the the Bethesda RPGs, I honestly... I I get so sidetracked in side quests that I, I almost never finish a campaign. I don't think I've ever actually finished an Elder Scrolls campaign. So that that's just saying something um but that being said i i have some tons of time into to elder scrolls games and fallout games and I, I i'm very interested in it and the fact that it's got so many dialogue lines and obviously they they want you to have the the you know predetermined like cookie cutter beginning that you get in pretty much any of their games but mm-hmm. This also gives you the freedom to to show you that you're, you're going to have a lot of freedom, you know, by saying mm-hmm. that, well, you, you start with these traits, but you can just totally nix them if you do a mission.
0: Yeah, at least it offers some of that flexibility. But what I find more curious than anything is like, let's say, for example, that house trait where you get a house, but you owe 50,000 credits on it. Like mm-hmm. what happened? How do you get rid of that one? Do you sell the house? Does the trait disappear if the house like somehow like blows up? Like if you piss off an enemy faction and they go and raid your house, like, you know, do you get an insurance Yeah. Payer? Like, I, I, you think of those granular you, mechanics yeah. of what's going to happen.
1: Do you win a lottery or do you, do you, um, I don't know, do you, do you pay off
0: your mortgage lender? How does that work? You know, yeah. I mean, because it says you have to pay that amount per week, but it doesn't say up to a certain amount. So, it really drives you to keep busy, but it seems like by having a house, you have some sort of like I'm assuming, like waypoint at least you can get back to to st- like stow away equipment and gear that maybe you're not using at that point in time.
1: Yeah, no that that's totally for I'm I'm assuming people like me that like to uh, get on there and hoard crap. Like I I know I had a problem that even if I played on an Elder Scrolls game. Uh, if I wasn't playing someone that used soul gems, I'd still hoard soul gems in my house.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Figured,
1: ah, I can sell them later on or something.
0: <laughs> I was I was the one who tried to hoard wheels of cheese in Sky. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that didn't go very well. Uh, but even so, uh, how long, though, do you think? You're thinking 250,000 lines of dialogue, even those few traits that have been listed there, and the ability for those traits to be removed or at least negated or in some way or form by just simple quest completion how long do you think the game is going to be in hours um probably
1: on the minimum side between 32 and 50 hours but on the um like completionist side you're probably looking at 300 plus okay
0: yeah cause... just
1: just the way everything is sounding just how massive it's i it i'm
0: picturing it to be okay yeah because i went and looked it up on howlongtobeat.com and i went and looked up skyrim because skyrim Mm -hmm. always has to come up uh but the main story for skyrim and this is the original release no dlc 34 hours main story plus some extras it's like i don't know exactly what the extras detail but that's 109 hours completionist 100%ing the game is 232 hours so the idea of about 300 hours is probably close I'm gonna wager over that. I'm gonna say probably about 350 to 400, depending on Mm -hmm. like the way the content actually evolves. Because you think like 250,000 lines, a good chunk of those are probably like more of like the repeatable lines in the sense of like the the non-player characters you'll walk by that'll just say something, you know. Uh, But needless to say, though, I'm betting definitely at over 350 hours, at least. that's about me i mean 300 might be right maybe i'm just overthinking it but yeah
1: and well i did say 300 plus um i i don't want to necessarily cap that just because i i feel like 300 could be on the short side for a a completionist
0: on that that style of game you know with how massive they're they're talking the scope so yeah that's perfectly that's perfectly fair then so Uh like I said there is that these are videos that uh Todd Howard's gonna be doing uh may also include the rest of the uh rest of the staff out there at Bethesda, those who are contributing to Starfield right now. Uh do not have any time frames on when these videos are going to be getting released. However, it looks like they're going to be released weekly. So best guess is if this video dropped then um, on Tuesday maybe Tuesdays of every week is when we're going to be seeing these, but we keep an eye out and anything that actually looks really interesting for this, especially, uh, you know, we'll make sure to report on in the uh, news roundups as well. But we're going from one fantasy world to the virtual fantasy world here. We're going to be talking about Mm -hmm. VR headsets. Specifically meta has finally gone ahead and revealed the meta quest pro. Now, this headset has not been a secret. This headset leaked out even to the point where somebody found a hotel room that ended up having like four or five uh, pre-release versions of this just sitting in the room waiting for them for some weird reason. And the, the person who left them there had to scramble to go get them back. So this has not necessarily been the best kept secret for uh, meta since at least, you know, since it even became like an idea in the first place. Uh, but yes, they did announce it this week. and kyle do you see that price on there yeah yeah um 1500
1: dollars yeah what the heck but to be fair meta has stated that they they want this quest or that this not necessarily they want this quest but this quest is tailored more towards like like a corporate environment um it's not necessarily your gaming headset. That being said, I don't doubt there's going to be tons of
0: gamers that are going to want their hands on it. <laughs> no, I'm I'm also kind of the thinking the same way because I mean the, the specs are pretty good at least. It's got mm-hmm. it is another wireless headset though, so similar to the to the Quest Two, um, but it's got definitely more hardware are uh definitely like more oomph underneath the hood so it's got a qualcomm snapdragon xr2 plus chip because they did announce a continued partnership between qualcomm and meta uh 12 gigabytes of ram 256 gigs of storage so no storage uh models above or below it's gonna be flat out 256 uh gigabytes and a 90 hertz refresh rate and uh what was the other thing too? It was the the actual resolution of the uh, screens here. So they have a per eye resolution of eighteen hundred by nineteen twenty, uh, which is a higher pixel density than the Valve Index, which is fourteen forty by sixteen hundred. Um, however, it's still lower than the Vive Pro Two, which is twenty four forty eight by twenty four forty eight per eye. So it's definitely got a good resolution, uh, you know, especially in the the scope of like the wireless headset space anyway but that's also a pretty narrow space as is uh even so with it uh one of the bigger problems i guess that a lot of people have been talking about i don't know if you've read up on any of this kyle but i guess a lot of people have been talking about it review wise has been saying it's the battery life is the problem really yeah they're saying that um a battery will last about 60 to 90 minutes on a full charge
1: yeah that that's pretty poor i mean looking at the steam deck i mean even some of the the games that are like you know top tier like god of war um i can get like an hour and a half to two hours um if i if i tailor the 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 specs down but you know even running at high specs it seems like i can get at least an almost an hour and a half um
0: but man just 60 minutes holy crap yeah no kidding uh, especially, it's going to depend, I think, on like what type of game it is that you're playing there, too. Like, uh, like the Quest did... Two, for example, has a battery life of two to three hours. Did they say what kind of battery they're using in it? Uh, like in regards to battery, you're talking like the the size of the battery. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think they did. Uh, I know there was a lot of talk about battery, but I don't think they talked about the actual battery size. Um if it is anywhere here I'll I'll have to go and let me see if I can actually find anything here on their actual website. Cuz I Yeah, I did see uh, I did see a lot of the specs, but I just don't remember anything about the actual battery size. But the other thing mm-hmm. is that they have announced some accessories for it. They have not announced any like I don't think I actually saw an accessory similar to the Quest 2 that snaps on to provide additional battery life but let's see here where are those specs okay well there we go tech specs how about if i just click the link that says tech specs there kyle uh so it has uh does it even say no it does not have anything about the battery in here yep it does not have anything about the battery uh yeah it doesn't so that kind of sucks but don't worry i'm sure um, yeah i'm sure that like i fix it we'll get their hands on one soon and we'll see a teardown of it and we'll be able to get those specs soon enough
1: this is way the way for Meta to tie you back down to the to the wall.
0: Uh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, but one of the other things though that they actually have here in the specs that they didn't that like the gadget article didn't list out is that similar to what Sony's doing with the PSVR2 is that there are uh, apparently cameras inside the eyepiece portion of the headset too that might allow for foveated rendering. I think they're looking at using those more for like catching the facial expressions, because one of the big things with meta right now is their the metaverse that they're working on. You know, there's that meta horizons game, I think that they have and right. Uh, by being able to catch the facial expressions, at least like the, the eye expressions in that too, you know, like, you know, seeing eyebrows move, seeing the way that your eyes are moving in that, uh, will help with I guess you know providing some emotion to your supposedly emotionless avatar in there but well and they can't even get anybody this to, one... they can't even get anybody to play this game I don't know if you saw that or not too and it's not even a part of this article but uh, there's so few people that are actually using uh, horizons that meta is actually making their employees use it to conduct business. Oh, wow. Like, there's a requirement that they have to spend X amount of time in that, in in Horizons, uh, actually doing meetings and collaborations and stuff. So, they're they're just like, this program doesn't pay for itself. We're going to pay you to not work from home, but you need to come into the office, and we're going to make you throw in a headset so it looks like you're not in the office. Right. Yeah. Uh, We want you
1: to come in and conduct business with people. But while you're here, you're gonna be locked in a room away from people on a headset talking to people.
0: No kidding. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
1: That's so strange. Uh, Doesn't this one also have like uh, outward-facing sensors that like are supposed to capture your like parts of the lip movements to to be more
0: accurate when you're talking and stuff too? I think there are some, but I don't think they're as prevalent as um i could be like strapping a magic leap to your to your headset right but even so a couple of things i'll talk about though that uh came out of the announcement more specifically too is that there's collaboration now between microsoft and meta to bring xbox uh cloud streaming to the headset so if you want to be able to play xbox cloud streaming games on The Quest, uh, I don't know if it's going to be just the Quest Pro. It might also be the Quest 2. But you'll be able to stream Xbox uh, cloud gaming through there and then play games through the headset, which might be cool, might not be. I don't know really yet. (coughs) And then, of course, uh, further collaboration with Microsoft to bring Teams into it as well, too, which I don't know how to feel about that one yet. I don't know. I really don't know. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, But, yeah, so the headset's out now. The headset's going for 50 $1500. $1500. But if you don't want that headset, there's plenty of other things Holy out there cow. to buy, like three Xbox Series X's. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Or two Xbox Series X's and a PS5, or two PS5s and an Xbox Series or, X, or three PS5. I,
1: I think there's. Or one a, uh, RTX another gaming 4090
0: hit the... or 4080, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, or
1: there's another gaming headset that, uh, beside you could buy an index for a thousand, or there's one that's like I think 1400 or 1600 that it does like 8K
0: gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'd be able to buy the headset and you can get a game probably with it too versus just buying this one, (sighs) right? Anyway, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, but let's move on here to our next story on the list, anyway, and it's talking about if phil spencer may have revealed something uh so we have now come to know that phil spencer likes to subtly reveal things as uh he's doing like um as he's doing like say interviews as he's doing videos for um uh for announcements or anything of that sort uh we had a previous uh video of phil spencer where he was uh, where he was talking about something with the Xbox Series X, and he actually had an Xbox Series S hiding right behind him, basically in plain sight, that nobody was able to catch on to and see. Uh, we had um, the mascot for uh, Kojima, Kojima Productions actually on his shelf, which led a lot of people to uh, believing that he was working with, um, that he was going to be working with. Hideo Kojima and their studio on something. And of course, we've got Death Stranding coming out on Xbox here soon. Uh, And several other things that have gone on. Well, back on the 10th, he put up a picture with a uh, statue of uh, Vault Boy celebrating uh, Fallout's 25th anniversary. However, some eagle-eyed people on Twitter happened to catch that he may have also revealed a prototype for Project Keystone. And if you remember, Kyle, Project Keystone is the streaming device they want to make specifically for Xbox Cloud Gaming. Can you find it in the picture? Oh, yeah. I see it right away. Yeah, and it's great because it just directly, like, as soon as I cut over to it here on the stream, it it's, like, centered right there on the screen. But yes. Right. Yeah. So that supposedly is it. And based on what we can just see from here alone... It looks very close to some of the renders that we've actually seen come out of the of Project Keystone over the last year. I mean, I think it was probably about this time last year that we started talking about this, right? Oh, I believe so, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's right there, just clear as day. And you know, I mean, we get a little bit of detail with it, of course, though, too. But Phil Spencer has been known for doing stuff like this. And usually sometimes when we start seeing things like this, it usually means that we could potentially be close to an actual announcement. And because the holiday season is just around the corner, Kyle, this would be a pretty good $50 stocking stuffer for some people. It would be,
1: um, especially, you know, being that size. But I mean, there, of course, they've talked about it. It is a potential prototype. Um, and this is one potential iteration. I mean, they, they talked about it, you know, being a puck at one point or, you know, just a stick. Uh, they've also talked about a box, uh, similar to like the, uh, fire cube TV. Um, so, I mean, if, if it's something this small or potentially this small, that would be amazing. That, that would be so accessible to, to more people. Um, I feel like, you know, especially with some of the advancements coming along in, in uh, cloud gaming.
0: Yeah, and one I, one of the things I find funny about it, though, is that it's like for the way it looks, is it looks like uh, how we got like the SNES Classic and the NES Classic. It looks like they took mm-hmm. the Xbox Series S and just shrank it down. So it's like you got yeah. the Xbox yeah. Series S Classic or something. You know, it's it's just funny to see that like for the size of it, but for what it needs to do, It makes sense that it would end up being something that's easy enough to, you know, stow away somewhere, especially if you could, like, mount it behind your TV and play games off of it. Uh, Right. But, yeah, I mean, you were right, though, talking about the prototype part anyway, too, because the official Xbox account the same day went ahead and replied directly to Phil Spencer saying, now, what did we say about putting old prototypes on your shelf, boss? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's hey, good Good on them. Like, there we go right there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I find it funny, of course, that it's like the uh, the Xbox team is, you know, playing along with it though, too, because that really is like what they have kind of like come to do now as of late, especially like I've seen a lot of it on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, the fact though that it's there means that normally Phil Spencer only usually does stuff like that anyway, when it comes closer to, an announcement of some type at least what we've seen in the past couple years so it makes me think that we could see an announcement maybe sometime soon mm-hmm. like other than just the prototype stuff going back to the drawing board on things i feel like we're going to see something here very soon
1: yeah or at least and at least an announcement that you know they've they've actually taken full consideration of the project and they're looking to you know get everything set for actual retail in the in the near future um that that would be some some nicer news um you look at some of the things that are happening with like current generation TV, or maybe not necessarily current anymore but um a lot of the like samsung tvs and stuff they're not going to support some video services now uh, I, I want to say Hulu and Netflix are being dropped from Samsung TVs if you have a smart TV. So you're going to eventually need a stick at some point that, you know, the the app compatibility is just going to fall through the floor for some of your TVs. So something this small uh, to just be as a, an accessory, you know, that opens up um
0: everything more. That would just be awesome. Agreed. And I would say like right off the bat especially with this is that i'm actually i would be happier if there were tvs out there like newer like let's say it's a 4k tv as long as it could do like 120 hertz refresh rate in that that'd be awesome Mm -hmm. give it to me without the smart functionality like you know to me without any of that and i'd
1: be fine with that too because honestly they they have to have a lot of caveats to to put the smart functionality in those tvs and oftentimes It's not as smart as you think. A lot of times the sticks are smarter than the TV.
0: Yeah, especially because like the sticks or the dedicated streaming devices continue to get software updates whereas the mm-hmm. televisions seem to kind of like fall behind in some of those categories and it becomes a bit of a hassle when things do end up happening. Like for instance, like my TV got a software update I think middle of last year. And since they got that software update, it's had these weird network disconnects and reboots. And it's yeah. just weird. It'll just happen. And it's like nothing crazy is happening. It's just watching TV. And there'll be yeah. issues with uh, watching content through the streaming apps on the TV itself where they they seem like they they hesitate video wise. The audio plays just fine. But then the video like has to like speed up to catch up, like there's a buffer problem. But there hasn't been a new update since then for my TV. To even try to fix anything in the first place, maybe because it is just that old now. Needless to say, though, yeah, streaming boxes and that have been getting pretty solid updates. So yeah, maybe we are going to start to see that revolution of going back to just TVs being a TV.
1: Well, I think part of it is you said it. You know, dedicated streaming device. You know, once it's that one thing and one thing alone, you know, they have the ability to focus on the the one thing and do it well. Um, That's
0: when the device is successful. Let it be yeah. just a TV. Yeah, exactly. Just let it do that. Just that's yeah. all I, I've actually struggled just trying to find something like that. And the only thing I can actually find that meets some of that criteria is a computer monitor. But Yeah, or you, you have to spend, you know, three to four
1: thousand dollars because a lot of higher end TVs that, you know, are gonna have your eight K functionality. Some of them, they don't put that crap in there because it takes
0: away from the, the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I may have to just acquiesce and just see if I can actually find a gaming monitor that's that's big enough but inexpensive and is also 4K and can handle 120 hertz refresh rate, though, too. Right. But that's a first-world problem that I don't want to worry about at this time because what I do want to worry about here is the last story in the main news for this week. And that is Valve potentially trademarking a new video game title. You sent this to me, Kyle. So talk a little bit yeah. about this. What exactly could we be seeing here with Neon Prime?
1: So, you know, I honestly, I i sent you the article and I didn't have a chance to read it. <laughs> Man, what? The- uh, but I, I know a little bit about it. So um, it, it's kind of a mystery at the moment. Uh, but... Of course, Valve registered the, the trademark DM Prime. Uh, new it, It's supposed to allude to a new brand and a new uh, video game IP uh, from the creators of Half-Life and Portal, of course, um, as well as the people that developed the Steam Deck. So I can hope for maybe some functionality with that in the future. Uh, but the name uh, was registered uh, with the United States uh, Trademark Office and was noticed by reddit user um it's it's aired um yeah i think it's yeah okay. it's air and I uh, i don't know uh and appears to be for a video game uh and the uh means despite yeah it, it, basically it just comes down to it it seems like it's going to be a new game Um, but other than that, there's not a whole lot of information on it. I mean, mostly just speculation at this point
0: from the way it sounds. Yeah, based on some of the speculation here, even from the same person who shared out the tweet regarding the trademark, uh, is that over on uh, Reset Era's uh, forums that a user by the name of Final Flame, who apparently used to be a developer from uh, Valve at one point in time, is that it could very well be a uh, uh, FTL-like shipbuilding game. So FTL being Faster Than Light, and for people mm-hmm. who may not remember exactly what that game is, and honestly, for the Steam Deck, it would probably end up being a pretty cool game to have on there. Uh, but this oh, is yeah. some screen caps, though, of uh, Faster Than Light where you'd be responsible for um, not necessarily, like, building out your ship, like, where rooms would be... uh, Well, no, you'd be responsible for where rooms were at and where some other things were, too. But as you play through, you'd have different areas that you'd cross. Like, you'd have to pick and choose the different paths that you go on to actually complete the different uh, things that you needed to. And, of course, as you progress through the system, you would just start to get to harder levels, too. Um, It would just get progressively difficult. Uh, Well, and... You know, there's not a lot of Steam first-party games for
1: um or or Valve first-party games, I should say, for the Steam Deck. I mean, they they produced uh Aperture Desk jo- Desk Job, but beyond that, it's not like they've put out any killer apps that are specifically for the Deck. I mean, probably one of the most popular ones out there that was $3 for a long time and is now 5 since it hit major release is Vampire Survivor. And let's face it, that one has been on uh, Game Pass since uh, I, I I think about the time it released officially, or, you know, it went into the, uh, the like, beta time period or uh, early access, I should say. Hmm. But, and before Aperture Desk Job, what, what, is, what have they really put out um, since... You know, since Portal Two. Not
0: not a ton. No, they've there's really been a lot of emphasis on the updates for things that they already have. So things like CSGO and Dota and of course Team Fortress Two, even though that kind of got the shaft, did get some updates right. recently though, or at least in the last couple of months, to address some uh uh you know concerns that came up from the community but you are right though is that yeah it's like for actual like development of 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 games themselves of like true hardcore games like really the last one was half-life alex and you're talking about that game being what now three or four years old yeah and then prior to that it was portal 2 yeah and then you know after alex
1: it was aperture desk job and let's face it aperture desk job is a tech demo It It does a really awesome job showcasing all the features of the deck. But why can't they put out a game that, you know, is like, I don't know, 8 to 10 hours long, maybe 12 for a completionist that, you know, utilizes all those features of the deck. So I I can play something that, you know, is worthwhile that, you know, uses the gyroscope, uses the the touch sensors on on the uh, mouse pads, allows me to use the touch screen, you know that makes makes a reason for me to have sensors in the analog sticks you know i i want something that that makes all this stuff necessary that i'm you know it doesn't allow me to play for more than two hours or whatever depending on the game i'm playing
0: yeah i i don't know what valve is actually going to be doing with this potentially it could just be reserving something for later on down the line that maybe they even have no intention of using. There's enough trademarks that companies put out there that they don't even use. And the the biggest offenders oh, yeah. of those are like Microsoft, Apple, and Google. They're always doing that type of stuff just to kind of hold their place because they have an idea, but it may never come to fruition. And honestly, with Valve, it's a little tough to see them squeezing out some type of new game that even could hit that potential 8-hour to 10-hour mark right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it is a pipe dream. It's just really something that I'm really hopeful for because I would like another game that, that does utilize all the features. I thought Desk Job was really, really cool and really I haven't played anything like it since. And I don't think I, I have anything on my Steam Deck that that actually uses the touchscreen unless I can use it with Vampire Survivor.
0: And why would I want to do that? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah, it, it kind of... Um... Yeah, it kind of puts you into a weird spot, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. Very yeah. much so. But that's where we actually wrap up here. Until we know more info about whatever Valve's doing, that's where we have to wrap up on that. And where we wrap up on the main part of the news for tonight, and we move on to our favorite section. Because we get to hear Kyle talk even more. That's right. <laughs> it's the quest markers with kyle are you ready Yay. to go kyle <laughs> yeah i am dude all right so what do we got going on in the quest markers this week so for
1: the first marker for this week blizzard um apologizes to players for issues with overwatch 2 and gives out free uh, a free skin uh double xp and a weapon charm um, of course, due to the rocky launch, Blizzard's trying to essentially do right by the fans with some, some of the uh, things, including a uh, cursed Captain Reaper legendary skin, uh, a health pack weapon charm, and, uh, and a double XP weekend uh, or weekends, potentially, uh, with no upcoming dates as of yet. Um, this is in tandem with the um, announcement of the first Overwatch event, Junkenstein's Revenge, uh, the Wrath of the Bride. Um, the event is to, uh, is set to start October 25th and end November 8th. Uh, even with the free stuff upcoming, the event, uh, with the event and the the game still has been plagued by bugs, and of course. We did have a DDoS attack within the first like three days, so it knocked out most of the American servers, Um, I know you and I have played on the European servers, uh, but a lot of players were having issues connecting and it was saying that there were 100,000 people ahead of you and after sitting on there for 45 minutes it would fail to connect. And it would still give you another message screen that there were two hundred thousand people ahead of you. Right. And then there was the issue most recently with uh, Torbjorn and Bastion uh, getting turned, well, attempting to be turned off, um, and the half the right roster accidentally got turned off. Uh, so even if you had paid or played the previous Overwatch and had access to that roster you lost everything temporarily um as far as you know being able to use those characters with some characters randomly showing up uh for some people in some matches uh now that seems to be fixed but that was all due to an um ultimate issue with torbjorn and uh bastion but now i i don't know i is it too little too late is I I, I feel like, you know, we've already had the major delay with the the single player, so we'll see down the line. But um, look forward to the upcoming Junkenstein event uh, this coming 25th through the 8th. Uh, I'll see you on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Of course, Meta acquires devs behind... behind Iron Man and Resident Evil 4 VR in our next bit of news um with the uh, meta announcement uh the meta announced the acquisition of three VR studios during the Connect conference this week um the studios include Camouflage the developer of Iron Man VR, Twisted Pixel um developers of Wilson's Heart and Path of the Warrior and Armature Studio uh, developer for Resident Evil 4 VR, uh, of course, being the port. Um, the interesting acquisition has to be the Camouflage, given that Iron Man was exclusive for uh, an exclusive title for PSVR. However, with uh, PSVR 2 not being compatible or backwards compatible with the original PSVR titles, uh, is, is this maybe a move for Camouflage to uh, transfer over to a system that doesn't require you to reprogram a game every time there's a new upgrade or you know making the system more fluid or is it maybe just sony bypassing them it's hard to say um yeah uh they it it, it's just possible that it's you know easier for them to work on the meta studio but There are no dates for any of the acquisitions as of yet, uh, to be complete, um, just that they have been announced and are in the works currently. And, uh, moving into our last bit of news, in a more ironic point, Valve accidentally showed a Switch emulator on the Steam Deck promo, uh, and quickly took it down. Uh, but in a promo video for the Steam Deck, um publisher Valve accidentally uh, showed uh, a Nintendo Switch emulator on their handheld um, in the launcher, unfortunately. Uh, the icon for the popular Switch emulator, Yuzu, was spotted by Twitter user uh, Nebelian, who immediately screen the portion of the video and posted it online. Uh, soon after, the video was taken down and replaced with one, where the icon was replaced by Portal 2. It seems that Valve may have hit, uh, been hit with a takedown notice by Nintendo too for not uh, for the original video, uh, given the marketing and emulator is kinda illegal. Um, however, I, is it really illegal? Um, technically, if they're using just their own code, it's fine. And if you're backing up your games, it's fine. So, I mean that that is one thing to consider, but yes, if you are downloading a games um, illegally to play on a, a a emulator, that is very illegal. So, uh, in that sense, probably don't use the Yuzu app. But if you have a way to rip your Switch titles onto your your Steam Deck, maybe it's a fun way to check them out. So, thumbs up to you if you have that that ability. Um, but that is it for the last bit of uh, our quest markers for
0: this week so yes it is (laughs) and with that then That is it for this week's weekly news roundup. Again, it is October 14th, 2022. So thank you so much for joining us for this week. Of course, be sure to subscribe to us here on YouTube, though, if you like what you're seeing here. Of course, this will be converted over to our podcast platform as well. So if you want to be able to take this with you on the go, you missed any of the stories, be sure to go subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can search for us via the NPCs podcast or... Go to our homepage, anchor.fm slash the nbcs podcast and go find a podcast platform that you like that we may be on. We're probably on it, so go and take a look for us there. But, of course, with that, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's Weekly News Roundup. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.